first of all, Cody, we, we need to talk about that game last night. Yes. Phoenix Suns, LA Clippers, the series uh, goes back to Los Angeles. Clippers trying to stave off elimination once again. They've done a very nice job of getting through it before. Could they do it again? Chris Paul was not making that happen. Luck ran out finally, right? But you know what? A lot of attention is on Chris Paul, and for good reason. But Jay Crowder made a huge yeah. difference in the first half. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was he, five for seven from three in the first half alone? Yeah, it was crazy, something like that. He was on fire. So Chris Paul was getting a lot of help, but uh, Chris Paul took over in the second half. Uh, and just absolutely absurd. Uh, 41 points, eight assists, no turnovers. Aiton had 16 points, 17 boards. As we mentioned, Crowder with 19 points, five boards and an assist. Uh, Booker, 22 points, seven boards, four assists and a steal and a block. So there were a lot of people chipping in. But uh, Chris Paul, 41 points. Uh, At his age, he was phenomenal. He just kept willing his team to keep going. And it was a blowout. Yeah, They didn't just squeak by. They... Totally dominated in that second half. Kind of, yeah. The second half, they kind of blew it open, didn't they? I mean, marginally, it was still kind of a close game in the first. Uh, third quarter, they outscore them by five. They start to pull away. They got to 89 82. That was the closest they got. And then uh, 33 to 20, uh, it was this, this point differential in the fourth quarter. They just pulled away. Yep. Did not look back. Nope. Doesn't mean that uh, the Clippers were not still fighting and. I'm not always talking specifically about trying to score buckets either. <laughs> yep. There were some uh, fun extracurricular activities on the court, especially with one Patrick Beverly. And he has been a gnat through yeah. the entire postseason. Yep. Trying to up his game defensively. And look, part of it, I get it's his shtick, and he believes in himself. You and have to he's be very a... active. Yeah. And it's usually pretty effective, but at times he can cross the line. If you're always throttling up to that level, uh, you cross the line every now and then. Yeah, well, and you rub a lot of people the wrong way. <laughs> Players and fans. So so for those who missed it, walk us through what happened with Patrick Beverly, why he's in the news today. Uh, so Patrick Beverly, obviously in the news, um, towards the fourth quarter, I believe there's five minutes left in the fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Chris Paul uh, is has been on fire. Goes ahead, pulls a three in the face of Beverly, I believe. And then going into the timeout after that, after the Clippers had gone up by like 24, uh, Chris Paul may or may not have said something. And uh, Patrick Beverly turned around while Chris Paul is walking away and uh, shoved him right in the back. Got him pretty good and was ejected. It's such a cheap move. If you're going to push somebody, so dumb. I mean, be straightforward. But to push him in the back, that's such a cowardly thing to do. Yeah. Emotions were boiling over. It just didn't look good. Yeah. It didn't look good. He's ejected. Uh, I don't know if he'll be fine. Um, I haven't really seen if that's going to happen or not. But, um, look, way to go, Phoenix. It's been a long time since they've been to the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it is one of those great storylines of this postseason. You know, watching what uh, what Phoenix has been able to do, what Chris Paul has been able to do, how he's elevated that team. And uh, it, it's, it certainly has a lot of people who don't have a dog in the fight, like getting behind Phoenix and yeah. getting behind Chris Paul to see what they're doing. And um, now they're there. They're just waiting to find out who their opponent is. But so what, what has Phoenix been doing that – has got them to this point, how they were able to get past the Clippers and the Jazz weren't? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. I, I think it comes down to, uh, I mean, like it's kind of hard to say, Chris Paul's been hurting or sick, but mostly intact. Phoenix has stayed relatively healthy through the playoffs, like kind of a cliche thing, but they've they've kind of dodged that bullet, unlike some other teams <laughs> that I won't name <laughs> that are dead. Like, yes. No, I, that's a big part of it. I feel like health is a huge thing that really helped out the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, I mean, Booker got his nose rearranged. Yep. Uh, Paul had the COVID stuff, and he yep. had to sit out. Earlier in the playoffs, he hurt his shoulder in yep. the Lakers series. Um, but 
They weren't extended injuries or extended absences. Nope. They were back. They both played. Like they have their superstars and Aiton. He's still there. They have everything pretty much intact, which is well, great for them. Like, uh, you know, a lot of attention's on Chris Paul and for good reason. Mm-hmm. But the guy that deserves a ton of credit is DeAndre Aiton. Dude's a stud. That guy is Dude's a stud. You know, now he's he's playing deserving of that number one overall pick mm-hmm. that Phoenix used on him several years ago. Uh but the way just how different he is from Rudy Gobert in the series, like the Jazz and the Suns, comparing how each dealt with the, the Clippers. He has that offensive game that Rudy Gobert just doesn't. He would punish the the Clippers if they went small ball on him. He could take you to the to the hole. He had offensive moves. He would score on you, where Rudy Gobert would pass out of those situations. Yep. Unless it was right at the rim. And even then. We still, <laughs> even then, even then, sometimes questionable. Yeah. Uh, going to the Guild Mortgage text line. This actually was, um, this was uh, uh, earlier today, uh, or was this last night? This was last night. This was last night. Yeah, that's right. After the game, uh, I called it. Patrick Beverly is a filthy player. By the way, this is coming from nine four seven four. So thanks for the submission last night. Thinking of us getting this ready for today. Nine four seven four. That idiot should be suspended for at least the first 10 games of next season for his cheap shot on CP3. What a jerk. Look, I, you know, pushing somebody in the back as they're walking away. Yeah. That's just, that's low. Yeah. I mean, he should be, uh, he should be fined. I don't know that he will be. I don't know that he'll be suspended for it. But. You don't push somebody in the back as they're walking away. No. That can mess a guy up. I really could. And uh, especially Chris Paul. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like breathe on him wrong and yeah. he's done. Like Old Man Chris. Old man Chris. <laughs> it, uh. it just looked bad. It just you know, turning off the PlayStation before the game ends, like taking his ball and going home, like shoving someone in the back. Not super great. I know. It such weak sauce. Well, and then some others standing around, like, not really knowing for sure what they should do. Like, Kaminsky's like, He's like uh, I guess I should protect Chris. Yeah. <laughs> At least they did a little bit better than uh, the Cowboys' offensive line when uh, Andy Dalton got wrecked. Remember that last year? Oh, oh yeah. And the whole line just like, hmm. hmm. Okay. That's a bummer. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Uh, so, anyway, Phoenix is going on. They've advanced. Um. Phoenix took care of Denver quickly, and they had a break. Didn't really seem to affect them that much having the time off. Does it make any difference getting ready for the finals now uh, if this Atlanta-Milwaukee series drags on? Does that, does that cause a problem for Phoenix? Or do you think, look, they've, they've been through this and it shouldn't matter? I feel like... Phoenix is in the perfect position. They're in the driver's seat in terms of taking advantage of anything that goes on from this point onwards. Western Conference is done. I, I think they're in the driver's seat. I really do. So, uh, and I'm look, this is a team that was chasing Utah all year long for the best record in the NBA. Um, they're very balanced. I think they've got some good depth. Um, I don't think they have necessarily great depth, but they have good depth. Um, but this team, the way they're playing together as a team, uh, I, man, I'm with you. I think they've got to be the favorite, no matter if it's Milwaukee or Atlanta. Makes sense to me. What do you think's going for them the best? Like, what what's that thing that's putting them over the top for, in your mind, Eric? I, I think for them, even though look for anybody, this is going to be their first rodeo in this in this scenario, whether it's Milwaukee, Atlanta, or Phoenix. So it's not like you're going to have a group of young guys, inexperienced guys going up against this veteran roster who's been there, done that. So I, I think for for Phoenix, why I think they're going to be the odds-on favorite to win the finals is just because of, I think, the leadership of Chris Paul. I think the dynamic shot-making of Devin Booker and Aiton in the post and what he can do and they've got other guys who can score and help lift as well. And look, the other teams have to be pretty good to get to where they've been so far to this point, too. You're right. Um, but 
I, I don't know. I just think there's there just feels like there's more momentum on Phoenix's side than anybody. I mean, they got through the Lakers pretty quickly. They rolled through Denver. Yeah, they they took care of the Clippers in six. Like they're not letting things go too far and get too. They're not letting themselves get in any, in any kind of a hole either. So they've had a lot of momentum on their side throughout the entire playoffs. The world counted them out when they had to play the Lakers in the first round too. Oh, me included. <laughs> I'll admit. Yeah, everyone. That's good for them. I was I'm picking late. that the the Lakers were going to be a Western Conference Finals team. Yeah. Based on the bracket, the side that they were on, I thought that they would be able to take care of business. But, no. No one told the the Phoenix Suns they didn't get the memo. I guess. It's kind of refreshing, though. It's nice. (laughs) Um, What we don't know, and I haven't been able to see, is uh, Trey Young, is he going to be available today or not? I have not seen any updates. I mean, looking on some sports betting sites, they are neglecting to put him on anything. So I assume that nothing's been updated at the moment. I'll I'll take a gander, though. Uh, Clint Capella apparently is available, but Trey Young is his status is still unknown. Hmm. Uh, Capella was poked in the eye, if I'm not mistaken, uh, but they think he should be able to go. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo he is out. Uh, it, they've they have ruled that it's not any structural damage on his knee. Looked bad though. It looked bad, a hyperextension, but you put some ice on it. Uh, wrap it, get the swelling down, right? And he should be able to still be uh, available. Just the matter for him is when. Can that son? Can that uh, Atlanta Hawks supporting cast do tonight what they were able to do two nights ago? Mm-hmm. Or will Milwaukee counter with their own supporting cast, if you will? And uh, every, you know, next man up, everybody rallies together to do it without Giannis in the mix to help it out. Yep. So uh, that game tonight is when and where? I forgot about I, I got to check that. It's tonight at 6.30 yep. on TNT. That's right. TNT's got the Eastern Conference. ESPN had the West. So, and it's uh, Milwaukee favored by three. In Milwaukee. Surprises me. Yeah, me too. But I guess with uh, Giannis out, Chris Middleton was awful last game. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, how does he respond? That's, that's one way to put it. Eric. <laughs> that's one, that's way. one way to put it. Uh, yeah, wasn't that hot? Um, but I mean, the game before he was fantastic. So you know, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, even Brooke Lopez. You know, there's some different guys there that can, for stretches, um, you know, really carry the Bucks. So who's going to be able to do that? At least enough to help Milwaukee get past things. PJ Tucker. Not really a scorer, but you know, defensively, can he get in their heads? Right. And slow down um, Bogdan Bogdanovich, maybe. So uh, I'm excited to see how this one plays out. You know, now that we know what the West, how it's done, now it's going to be interesting looking at this series in a different lens. Like, okay, how does this team match up with the Suns? Mm-hmm. How does that team match up? What is what is the one-on-one? situation with Phoenix, who are they going to match up against in these scenarios? Because now it's a lot easier to start to think that way. Is it going to be Milwaukee? Uh, is it going to be Chris Paul versus who? Drew Holiday? That's an interesting matchup. Um, but uh, yeah, it's starting to look at things under a different lens. How do they defend? How would Atlanta defend Trey Young? You know, so that's uh, how would Atlanta I was like, uh, how, how does Phoenix? How would, how would they defend yeah, Trey Young, you Eric? Please tell me, tell the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> how would Phoenix defend Trey Young? So those are things that you can start to look at when you're watching. If you don't really care one way or the other, although I think out here in Aggie Country, I think there's a lot of folks cheering for Milwaukee to see. I wonder why? Yeah, some certain player deep on the bench. I can't figure it out. I've been doing research on it for a while. <laughs> uh, so hopefully, I got to be honest. I did not see. Any of the three teams anywhere near what they are right now in the playoffs. I, I didn't have Milwaukee. I actually had the Heat beat Milwaukee in the first round. I didn't think Phoenix was going to make it that far. Well, the Heat, the Heat Milwaukee series was the sexy uh, upset pick it because was. that's what happened a year ago. And I hopped on that bandwagon. See how much that worked out for me. Well, and what Brooklyn had with their roster um, had a lot of people, you know, looking at them as as the top team to be there, but. 
injuries definitely an issue for them. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's exciting. Um, I don't. Um, I have to find out if the uh, the ratings for the NBA Western Conference Finals. I don't. I thought I saw that somewhere. I'll have to do some digging and see if I can find that. Um, was but it higher or lower than you thought? Like, yeah, I think it was. Uh, it was higher than because some people were were saying that. Well, with no key like big stars, the viewership was going to go down. It's bad for the NBA in the Western having, Conference. Yeah, not good for the NBA having LeBron James in there or Steph Curry in there. But Chris Paul's a big enough name. Devin Booker's an up and coming name. He's getting there. Certainly, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, those are known products. Um, but anyway. We'll continue to look at that and, and compare Western Conference, Eastern Conference, TV viewership. I think that's something interesting to kind of compare. Last year, definitely an anomaly because of the bubble and the timing of it was off. People weren't used to watching basketball that time of the year. But uh, I think you have to compare it to you know, two years ago. Right. Uh, things like that. So, nonetheless, I mean, it's going to happen. Uh, Milwaukee favorite tonight by three. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, still no word yet on Trey Young. I'm, I imagine that's going to be a game-time decision on that. Um, but uh, this game is in Milwaukee. I, I'm actually picking Milwaukee in this one. Really? I think they'll... Like, the last game, they were just shell-shocked. And uh, they were expecting to just roll over Atlanta without Trey Young. And they got smacked in the mouth. And they never relented. Um, and then their star goes down. So they were... They really got taken aback, um, but uh, in, in Game Four, I think Game Five is different. I think Milwaukee counters, and I think they take the mentality that Atlanta did in Game Four. Well, they both have a clean slate. It's best of three now, so that's true. That's true. The first one to win two games. It's true. Uh, so anyway, that's going to be six thirty tonight on TNT. Uh, all right, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, name, image, likeness officially beginning today. Already, athletes in certain uh, sports signing deals, and I'll be honest, some of them caught me by surprise. Uh, I think a lot of people suspected, oh, the star quarterback, your your star basketball player for for, uh, your men's basketball team, those are the guys that will sign the biggest deals early on. Big surprise. That's not been the case so far today. Mm-hmm. So we'll update you on the latest and what's going on with name, image, likeness, and and really how it could affect a school like Utah State. Uh, and good for the athletes, but bad for the institution. We'll debate that coming up next here on the Full Court Press. This is Larry at Larry's Pharmacies. Are you struggling with all your medicine? Did you take this morning's dose or not? We at Larry's Pharmacy have the perfect solution. Let us help you organize your meds so that you take it exactly as your doctor prescribed for the most benefit. Just punch out the meds from the organized packets at the clearly labeled time and you're done. This is a free service and a big help for those on many meds or who struggle to open and close bottles. We also offer free delivery service. Stay well. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. Why buy from Daryl's? When you shop at Daryl's, you are buying from a local company that has been serving Cash Valley for over 50 years. Your purchase will be backed by a team that knows what it's doing. Come feel the Daryl's difference. Daryl's West on Airport Road, open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. See Daryl's Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. Loveland Living Planet Aquarium takes us outside our everyday lives into a world of discovery. It's a chance to explore our innate curiosity. Discover animals from around the world and experience the all-new outdoor plaza and eco. More to explore at Loveland Living Planet Aquarium. Reserve your visit at thelivingplanet.com. This is The Herd. The winner in this is also... 
Colin Cowherd. Milwaukee's a much better team. I don't want to hear about Trey Young's ankle. Milwaukee gives me answers and guarantees. That's the series. Atlanta is essentially Portland. They have an unbelievable young guard that can just go crazy. But you never really know what you're getting from the other guys. This is The Herd. And the story out today. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. It's the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. From Northwest Eastside, everybody, everybody, let's get into it. Get stoked. Get started. Get started. Get it started. Yes, let's get the, the text line started. Let's go. It's been a little quiet today. We'd love to hear from our audience. Uh, let us know how and where you're listening. Let's do a real quick roll call. Yes. Uh, maybe you're already heading out for the Independence Day long holiday weekend. But uh, you can take us with you. we got the app. You can stream us. Uh, go back and uh, listen to past episodes on our podcast, 1069thefan.com. 1069 FM, 1390 AM. Let us know where you're listening. 435-339-0321 on the Guild Mortgage text line. Uh, hey, before we move uh, past the NBA, I forgot to bring this up. Uh, the NBA is looking at adopting something similar to what the WNBA is going to do in this uh, in-season tournament. And um, it's been debated. They're willing to throw some uh, some serious money on the line um, for those who want to participate. Well, not want to, but for those who do and who win the tournament. Um, but um, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing. It's this in-season tournament that was proposed first a few years ago. Um, and this started to gain a little bit more traction. Um, and uh, it, it could start to happen as soon as next year as uh, just a kind of a trial period. We'll see how it goes. Um, and uh, so we'll, we'll see if they do that or not. Um, but really, eight divisional games and uh, it would, uh, but uh, well, it kind of got off the rails a little bit because of COVID last year, so it got delayed a little bit. But you, you stage games, four at home, four away. It would count towards your regular season total. So it's not necessarily outside of the regular season. It's something that's contained within your regular season schedule. But um, anyway, you, you, you play some of these games over a short period of time, and uh, players on the winning team would, would split $15 million, basically a million dollars a player. Hmm. And your coaching staff would split some of the money as well. It's an interesting thought. Now the WNBA is going to is going to try. I think they call it the Commissioner's Cup or something like this. Um, but it, it's it's moving closer to becoming a reality in the dub in the uh, NBA. Uh, and, and some are are saying this should be a good way to do this earlier in the season to kind of launch the NBA season before Christmas because Christmas is widely regarded as the true start of the NBA season, even though it's already been going for two months. So the NBA is trying to come up with some ideas to add some level of excitement and intrigue and interest and more motivation earlier in the season. I see. I, I guess it's very popular. This is done in, in Europe, in a lot of different leagues. Really? Is and it so, to combat load management? Like, like it seems kind of like out of left field, to be honest. Like, but. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what my thoughts are on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little leery. I don't know. Maybe I'm just old school. You've got 82 games to decide who your winner is. Um, look, you're, those you're, 82 game, games don't really matter too much anymore. Well, like they don't. Season. It's all about what happens after the end of the regular season. But is this another way to cheapen the regular season even more? 
Or does this add a little bit more excitement? Look, you're already going to play these games. You're already going to play these teams. Let's just make. Let's just put a little something more on the line here. Make it a little more spicy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and if it's about you put it like that affecting like... your pocketbook, <laughs> you know, I get the league to help me pay for my uh, new car. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's, um, let's do roll call on uh, the text line. I got some people on there. Oh yes, who's responding? Where are you listening? How are you listening? Let's go eight zero zero three. You guys are coming in loud and clear in my car, tenth west and two hundred north. Excellent. We're coming for you. Well, you're just down the <laughs> you're just down the street. I know. I hope we're just coming in loud and clear. You're right underneath the tower. Right. Nine eight five one coming in coming back from doing a fly spray at a dairy farm in Preston. Gotta wash my work truck. Been there. Nice. Understandable. Yes. Two four one seven. There's no one to argue with without AJ there. I think the tournament is a bad idea. Maybe I just need to play devil's advocate like AJ does all the time. <laughs> just to argue with everything. There you go. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you're a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how you argue with me now. So uh, I think the, the NBA has found success with the play in tournament. I think that's been, I think that's worked out really well. I know there's some people that are debating it. LeBron James said it was a dumb idea. Uh, at times, the Dallas Mavericks were saying it was a dumb idea until they weren't involved, and they're like, oh, yeah, well, we don't care. I mean, like, well, well. No. But I think it's, it's served a purpose where it has created more intrigue for more teams. It's added more TV revenue. It's added more uh, ticket revenue, more concessions. So they're, I, I think it serves its purpose, and you don't, once some of those teams before, once you realize, look, I'm not going to make it to the playoffs, I'm checking out. I'm just running all my young guys. I don't care if I win or lose. In fact, it's a race to the bottom at a certain point of the year. But the play-in tournament kind of prevents that, at least from happening with too many teams. So now this in-season tournament is starting to gain a little bit of traction. Uh, Woj reported on this a while ago. Uh, his report is that Adam Silver... Uh, says that he this idea it's been gaining optimism because of the success of the play-in tournament, and it, it could re it says it could re-engage teams on another tournament idea that had been mis- discussed before the pandemic, but never reached a vote of the board of governors, and that's something that could be discussed here in this off season. But it says the NBA would need an agreement with the National Basketball Players Association and a two-thirds majority of its 30 teams to incorporate an in-season tournament plan. So um, it, it's uh, it's too late for this to be considered for next season, actually. But it could happen in years after that. So um, I don't know. If it's just part of what the regular season is, is it all at your own place? Do you go somewhere? Do you go to a neutral site? Do you get a bunch of teams in one place? I don't know. There's still a few things left to be considered. Um, But the idea was to do it, um, use regular season games that were already going to be on the schedule between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, That's when... People aren't really thinking about the NBA. They're thinking more about, um, you know, college bowl season, the NFL nearing the end of its regular season. Uh, not too many people are thinking about the NBA at that time. So, I think that's part of the reason why they're discussing it to try to drum up more excitement and more interest. So, uh, mid-season tournament. Do you get really excited about it? You put a banner, hang a banner if you win it. Maybe I don't know. Nine eight five one says I loved the play-in tournament. So, I mean, I like the play-in tournament too. But this is mid-season. It would be a little bit different feel. Does everybody participate? Um, I think yeah. I think you'd have to have everybody participate. And what if you have a couple of teams that won all their games? Like, how do you determine who's the champion? Because it's not like it's a bracket. It's just part of your regular season. So, I don't know. A few too many other questions. <laughs> so little time. So few answers. Uh, yes. <laughs> we'll let somebody else work it out.
right it's above my it's above our pay grade but i i think that if it's a way if it does serve a purpose in getting a little bit more attention and motivation and, and excitement for those earlier games then i think it will have served its purpose um certainly the nba is they own christmas the nfl owns thanksgiving college football owns new year's day um, but if the NBA can do some things to add a little bit more excitement leading up to that Christmas Day big broadcast, right? Maybe it's not such a bad thing. Um, so anyway, that's what's going on. Love to continue to get your thoughts about it. Uh, framework still needs to be, uh, I think, ironed out. But um, this idea of a mid-season tournament four three five three three nine zero three two one. Uh, your thoughts on that if you want to weigh in. Um, let's do this. Let's call another quick timeout let's do here it. in the full court press. And when we come back, we'll get into name image likeness. Uh, today's the first day that athletes could start to sign deals, and deals have been signed. Um, and it's uh, really interesting to see like, who's signing these deals and for how much uh, and how that might potentially affect, uh, uh, affect an athletic department. And do we feel bad about that? Uh, so want to get your thoughts on that as well. 435-339-0321. Before we step away, I just want to remind you that Discount Tire has their big celebration going on this weekend. Um, they, they got deals on some of the best brands of tires. They were able to get a bunch of tires in stock before the prices went up. So you can still get great deals on tires for your vehicles, for your ATVs, for your motorhome. Um, and besides that, if like, you know, it's getting hot outside and if your AC is not working in your car, they can help you with that too. They can recharge your AC. Uh, their sale runs through this Saturday. They have three different locations to help you out. They're in Smithfield, they're in Logan and in Providence. They've been working on sprucing up their buildings, doing a great job and, uh, some great deals going on right now at the discount tire celebration going on now through Saturday. Sporting Goods knows how to celebrate the 4th of July. Nearly 100 years of celebrations. Kayaks and life jackets, crazy hot prices. Pellet grills, 30% off. Brand name clothing like Cool, Under Armour, Prana, North Face, and Columbia, 50% off. Hydro flask bottles, 30% off. Quick shade canopies, 69 bucks. Sleeping bags, Dutch ovens, paddle boards, fishing equipment galore. Celebrate the 4th at Al Sporting Goods. Every sport, every season. This is Bruce Rigby from Cash Valley Bank. People come to me all the time and say, wow, Cash Valley Bank is growing. We are growing and providing banking services to many communities in Utah and particularly here in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank is actively involved in our communities with local people who can make decisions quickly and professionally. We're a community bank and Cash Valley is important to us. Cash Valley Bank, growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. This is Ryan at My Mattress. My wife and I were laughing the other day because she read an article about things not to buy online. The first thing was prom dresses. Dresses advertised versus dresses delivered. Needless to say, what people thought they were getting is not what they got. It's much the same with mattresses. Almost always, buying a mattress online ends in buyers being let down. At My Mattress, we try to always exceed expectations. Lower prices than online and better beds. Only at My Mattress. This radio station is proud to provide a patriotic soundtrack to this year's fireworks shows from Logan's Willow Park and Lewiston July 3rd for your own backyard celebration July 4th and Hiram July 5th. Each evening at 10, tune into this radio station for music and message. Join us as we celebrate the United States of America and pay tribute to the brave men and women who serve. Special thanks to these businesses for sponsoring this year's soundtrack. Schreiber Foods, now hiring and matching wages for qualified candidates. McDonald's, looking for employment? McDonald's wants to help your future. Possibilities start at McDonald's. Apply today. Monson Vision, offering state-of-the-art LASIK vision correction right here in Cache Valley. With joy, we celebrate the United States of America. Tune into this radio station July 3rd, 4th, and 5th at 10 p.m. as we celebrate America the Beautiful. 
Hi, this is Ashley with LSS Insurance. The health insurance marketplace has reopened. This special enrollment period is available to everyone. If you have been adversely affected by COVID, lost coverage, need to make a change, or simply want to enroll, now is the time we can help. Call 752-9493 to find out how much you could save. More tax credits are being offered, greater cost sharing, and coverage could start as soon as the first. Go to lssins.com or call 752-9493. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, intern Cody. Love to have you along with us as well. 435-339-0321. If you want to chime in on the Guild Mortgage text line, uh, 3862. Listening from my truck on my way home from work in Preston. I think the NBA tournament is a good idea to experiment with. I think in February, after the Super Bowl, and before March Madness would be a great time for it. Interesting thought. That is an interesting thought. Because uh, then, look, that's um, really launched the the uh, the attention on the uh, on the NBA. You're not competing with really anything else, anything at least of significance. Um, I'm not trying to diss on the NHL, but I don't think the NHL and the NBA really, even though they're running concurrent with each other, I don't think they really compete against each other. Those are totally different audiences. I would believe. I think you're right. Um, I, sure, there's going to be some crossover fans, but uh, that's an interesting idea, though. I, I think that um, look as a as a team, do you want a little more time to figure out who you are before you participate in any kind of tournament that has monetary value associated with it, or do you want to get it out of the way and? Uh, or use that as kind of okay. We got to focus a little bit quicker here. We've got some literal skin in the game here. If we win, um, I don't know. I think I'm more of a proponent of earlier rather than later. I'm not later's not. I mean, this is mid, still early part of the season. Not quite at the mid midway point was uh, being proposed, but um, I think I'm more of a fan of doing it earlier. Get the get the season going for a couple of weeks, and then start doing the tournament. I don't know. I I would have to politely disagree. I think that slot that he mentioned is a great slot to get people interested because Super Bowl's over, getting ready for March Madness kind of stuff. If you're doing it earlier, you're going to be competing with the NFL, like in terms of in a lot of different ways. I still think that there's two different areas, but there's a lot more crossover if with NFL and NBA fans than NHL fans. But right, and you've got college bowl season going on. That's too. also true. The end of the regular season, you got conference championship games. But look, those are those are primarily weekend events. NFL, college football, championship games. Those are primarily weekend events. Uh, the NBA can have their own weekend events too. But the advantage with the NBA is that there are things that can happen during the week. So you can you can still have a significant, meaningful game on a Tuesday. Yeah, that you're not running up against the NFL. You're not running up against college football. Don't mess with the Jets-Broncos matchup on Thursday night football, though. <laughs> well, Everyone's going to be so mad about that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Well, see Zach Wilson. Oh, yeah. You know I'm good to the TV <laughs> on that one. Oh, boy. Uh, so, anyway, uh, if you want to continue to uh, give your suggestions... On that, love to hear uh, the NBA in-season tournament. Commissioner's Cup is one idea that's been talked about. I think I'm pretty sure the WNBA is going to be doing something like this. Um, so we'll continue to look at it as more details kind of emerge from it. 
5338. Hey, do you guys happen to have my Heisman Trophy lying around the studio? Signed, Reggie Bush. <laughs> look, I don't fault Reggie Bush for at least asking, but look, under the framework that existed <laughs> when he played, what happened was illegal. It did break. It did break the rules. You miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. You might but, as well ask, right? Yeah, don't can't fault the guy for asking. Uh, if you missed it, yeah, he's uh, appealing to have his uh, Heisman Trophy returned, even though it was taken away because there was uh, he was getting paid for autographs. If I'm not so. mistaken, yeah. that was a big infraction, at least the one that got noted. <laughs> uh, eight seven nine eight. A midseason tournament for the NBA would be legit. Make the regular season actually worth something and get players to play. You could do something like European soccer where if you don't qualify at a certain level, you go down a level instead of being rewarded with a top five draft pick instead of uh, instead of tanking. Uh, no one really cares about the regular season in the NBA because the players don't care. So I think that, you know, uh, I think 8798's point about creating something that would cause them to care about the regular season. Um, it, look, if I'm going to have an opportunity to make a million bucks, um, if my team wins mid-season, I mean, I'm already making a lot of money, but uh, if I'm speaking of an NBA player, but you've got some guys on your bench like earning a million bucks for being in a tournament, that's going to double their salary or that's true. be... Uh, or if not a little bit more for some of these guys. So that's a big deal. Now, if somebody who's making $34 million and now another million is not that big a deal. But um, for, for a, a lot of guys on your bench, that is big. It's really big. You know they're going to be motivated. So yeah. I, that's why I think I kind of like it. But do you only motivate them for eight games? Still an 82-game season. I don't know. Small bites. Small bites, Eric. Small yeah. bites. Uh, all right, I want to shift gears to name, image, likeness. Uh, today is the first day that for student-athletes to start to sign endorsement deals and to start to profit off of their name, image, and likeness. Um, and <laughs> apparently there were a lot of different people trying to say they were the first to sign a deal. The stroke of midnight. Um, but there wasn't just one. There were many who were doing that. Uh, There's a, a quarterback in Miami with the Hurricanes who signed some deal with like a moving company. Uh, there was another player with the Hurricanes who signed with the same company. Quarterback uh, from Wisconsin signed as well, I think. He yes. Was a, that was a big one. Um, I uh, Last night I saw, gosh, I even saw somebody from, um, I think it was at the BYU, a player saying, hey, you want, uh, you want to work out a deal? You want me to talk about your product? Let me know. Let's work out a deal. Business so people. Yeah, they're th starting to solicit. Uh, you can pick from the five different soda drink companies down in Provo. <laughs> like, who are you going to endorse? Yeah, that's right. But one that's really getting headlines is um, there's uh, uh, these these twins from Fresno State. These They're uh, women basketball players. And uh, they signed a deal. They were in uh, Madison Square Garden. Um, and they signed a deal with was it Boost Mobile? Boost Mobile, yep. So Hallie and Hannah Cavender, they play at Fresno State. Uh, they also signed with Six Star Nutrition. Uh, here's the thing. This is why these girls got their deal. Yep. Not because they're big national names, maybe, or... In sports, anyway. That uh, Yes, in sports. Uh, I mean, did I didn't even know there were twins playing at Fresno State. But here's the kicker. They have a collective 645,000 followers across TikTok and Instagram. Uh, they're going to be doing media appearances. Uh, they're going to be doing some live events at Times Square. So th there's a gymnast who's at, uh, where is she? Uh, somewhere in the South. I can't remember. She's got like a million followers yeah. on social media. Mm -hmm. So that's what these people are looking for. Looking for making deals with influencers. Yeah. Who has a bigger following? These girls combined uh, Instagram and TikTok make more money purely from social media standpoint than their president at Fresno State. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yep. So uh, there's been some stories about 
some local companies signing some of these deals. And then you have stuff like this, Boost Mobile. That's a national brand. But here's the thing. There's, there's this money that's out there. Yep. But instead of going to the university, to the athletic department, it's going directly to these players, which, look, I'm all for. Like, assign the value where you think it's where it is. Right. It's, it's economics. Like, let the market decide. But all of a sudden, there's all these people pushing back saying, this is going to be terrible for athletic departments. They're going to be losing money. And they're going to have players with way more power. Like one player could have a, a deal and more power than an entire athletic department. I agree. Which, <laughs> that's where, if you weren't an ath- a, a student athlete, that's how it would be in a lot of other places. Yeah. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, um, he's probably making as much or more in his Adidas deal than what the Utah Jazz are paying him. Right. But still, he's I, under contract to play for the Jazz. Yeah. Well, I want to bring it to a, like a local perspective. Like, why would anybody want to come play at Utah State, Eric, if there's no money here for them from a local like sponsorship perspective? I know. They're saying, look, this is... This shouldn't be uh, get in the way of recruiting. It absolutely is going to affect recruiting. 100% going to recruit. Yeah, why wouldn't it? Why would I want to go up to Logan, Utah when I could go down to UC Irvine with all that money in California? Like, If I'm a coach and I'm on the recruiting trail, I'm going to go talk to somebody and say, hey, come play with us. Um, we already got you know, Mr. Car Dealer who's got a car lined up for you. We'd love to have you be seen driving his car. We'll take care of you. <laughs> and plus all these other deals that are going to be available for you. You know that's going to happen. One, why would I mean, it, it was happen? happening before. Now it can happen at least in the open. Now it can happen in the light of day, right? Yes. <laughs> can I have my Heisman Trophy back? No. <laughs> no, you can't. Sorry. Go back in time. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. Uh, 931Fine says, Justin Bean would be a good person for this because of how many followers he has. So you love Justin in the, do you change your idea about who you recruit now? Mm-hmm. Look, you may be an okay player, but you've got a big social media following. Suddenly, do, are you higher on my list of priority to try to recruit you now? Is that going to be something you put on your recruiting profile? Like I can run a four or five, but also I have this many <laughs> followers. Like I can bring money to like your how many university. people like I can introduce to your product. So I put it out there, like uh, somebody was complaining, oh, this is such a bad deal for uh, for athletic departments beyond compliance issues uh, because sponsors may decide to go directly to the athlete instead of the uh, university. And uh, I understand the point, but um, I, I don't I don't really feel bad for athletic departments here. Uh, the, the athletes... They're the stars. If if the market decides if you want to pay that person to endorse your product and get yeah. it out there, let's send it that way. I have two questions for you, Eric. One from me and one from a listener here. Does does it matter? Do you feel bad? Do you feel bad for an athletic department when it's so closely tied to a community and the life of a valley, say Cash Valley, is my first question. And the second question here is, uh, this is from 9463. Okay, viewing it from a local perspective, what Aggie athletes would incentivize you to buy a product? I mean, Justin Bean is cool, but I'm not going to switch banks because he's advertising for one. Maybe you won't, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. if if I'm young and I haven't decided, I don't really have an alliance to anything. I'm not talking just about banking, but anything. I'm very, I, I, I can be influenced easily. Yeah. To switch. And young people, they have no loyalty. They don't, they're just looking to figure things out and they're looking for the best deals. Mm-hmm. Um, and all things being equal, if there's a, a guy you or a girl you recognize, it's a great athlete, big following, you enjoy watching their content, you would trust what they have to say. Look, it's, a, it's about influencers. Yeah. We do that here at the radio station all the time. With uh, you know, wh- which DJs do people listen to and trust? And if we have them uh, talk about a product or uh, an event, are people more likely to 
to go there or, or buy that product? Yeah. We, we, we play that game every day in this building. So we know a little bit about that. Now, you drew, you were able to grab some numbers from Utah State. Yes, I did. And so looking at Utah State and some of the data that's available from USU. Yeah. How do you see this potentially affecting the Aggies? Well, looking at it here, line 15, this, this is the Utah State University Athletic Department State of Revenues and Expenditures for the year ending in June 30th, 2020. Very fun for and a mouthful to say. But from this paperwork from the state of Utah, Utah State pulled in $681,000 purely from sponsorship. That's for the entirety of the school, not just ex- like explicitly football or basketball. That's everything. Is that enough? Or is that small potatoes compared to what's going on? Is this going to hurt the university? Is this going to keep kids from coming to Utah State? Because that's not a lot of money, Eric. Yeah, I don't know. It's not a lot of money. Yeah, well, some places it's a little bit it can be misleading. If you there's some thought that if I go to a, a place where there's a big city, there's a lot more potential there. But in a big city, there's also a lot more competition. Um, there's probably another sport or a professional sport or a minor league, or a lot of other things out there competing for that. And there is a sweet spot when you get into certain smaller areas where the university program is the program. Like Look at Nebraska. Yeah, The Cornhuskers own the state of Nebraska and several regions around it. So going to Nebraska could be far more appealing than going to, to some, for some reasons, for some cases, far more appealing than going to somewhere where you're in a big city, yeah. in a big metropolitan area because you are the only game in town, so you have more influence. So it's a really, really interesting new era of college athletics and economics yeah. and how that affects a school like Utah State. Just looking at the framework of the Mountain West, like Fresno, I go to Fresno, I'm probably going to have more opportunities there. Mm-hmm. Boise, Hawaii, I have the whole state of Hawaii. Yeah. I think that there's some places that have more opportunities than others. I would I fear that Utah State's further down on that list. Is it going to spell the end for competitiveness at Utah State due to the lack of money? Uh, good question. I don't know. Yeah, you know, when it comes down to how much is going to the athlete versus how much is going to the institution, that could be really interesting as the years go by as it starts to uh be fine-tuned a little bit right so i don't know uh, it's really interesting new era um we are gonna we're, we're trying to get uh, uh we would like to get john hartwell on i know uh was going to try to line that up so yeah very interesting to hear their perspective on it as well so we'll find out uh oh we didn't even get to pick six no nope. have to do it tomorrow tomorrow all right Aj can join <laughs> i guess see Whatever. you later everybody this is I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. When the Suns acquired Chris Paul this offseason, their expectations skyrocketed. For a team that hadn't been to the playoffs since 2010, that meant reaching the postseason.